Welcome to Sporting Classics TV Podcast, powered by the Ram 1500, built to serve. Welcome back to Sporting Classics TV Podcast. Chris Dorsey, as always, and Chris, you are an avid wing shooter, and I know if you're a pheasant fan, South Dakota is the place to be. Well, they've really built a brand, haven't they? I mean, you think of South Dakota, if you're a sportsman at all, you think of the ringneck pheasant. And, and it's yeah, it's an introduced bird, right? I mean, this is not a native bird. The, the sharp tails and, and uh, uh, prairie chickens and things like that were the indigenous birds, but it's really the pheasant that's captivated the hearts and minds of, of wing shooters all over the country, all over the world, frankly. I mean, it's a big business now. It's a billion dollar industry in South Dakota every season. And I think there's something like 200, 250 lodges now in South Dakota that cater to to wing shooting. So it's a huge economic driver, but it's all based on the love of this bird, this great game bird, you know, which came to America successfully for the first time. I think it was 1888, Judge Owen Denny, who was the Consul General of Shanghai, brought those birds over on a ship to uh, the Willamette Valley of Oregon, as a matter of fact. And I think as the story goes, the birds were in cages, a storm came in, broke the fencing down, the birds escaped, and the Willamette Valley was really the first place that wild pheasants thrived in the United States. And uh, in fact, those birds were then called the Denny pheasant, if you want to win some bar bets. And uh, anyway, those birds ended up getting moved to the, uh, the Dakotas. And of course, the, the, the soil bank days of the 1950s, when that was sort of the, the previous CRP, Conservation Reserve Program, where they, they basically created all sorts of upland cover and, and the birds just thrived across really much of the country then and, uh, and, and really took root very, very successfully throughout the Dakotas. And, and South Dakota, I think, has just been really smart about how they've managed pheasants, you know, the national grasslands out there, the, you know, the various uh, crop fields and the, and the way they keep keep a lot of cover out there throughout the year and the winter as well so the birds can survive and, and carry through the winter. But, but then just so much money is now generated off these non-resident, especially non-resident hunters coming into South Dakota, you know, from hunting license sales to the, you know, license, the, uh, the gas taxes they're paying, the grocery stores, the hotels, motels, restaurants, shops, you know, uh, the Ramcota in Pierre, South Dakota. Uh, you know, all those the, all those things are are financed now from these out-of-state hunters that are coming in and, and just spending a lot of time and money there and really boosting the economy in South Dakota. But they're smart to say, what do we have here? We have we have great soils. We have a vast prairie. We've got some nice waterways. Um, the Owyhee Dam and, and the lake that that creates is a is a tremendous fishery on the Missouri. Uh, but they have they have pheasants, which is such a great draw, and they've done a, a super job of just saying, look, if you're going to hunt pheasants someplace, you're going to come to South Dakota. We've got the infrastructure, we've got the birds, we're known for it, and that's uh, you know it's really smart how they've done that. Sure, between resident and non-resident hunters, I believe it's over 300 million a year just from pheasant hunting that brings into the state of South Dakota. Right, and I think it's actually more than that when you look at the extrapolated value. It's it's north of a billion dollars billion. in terms yeah. of, of what it means to the entire state. So yeah, it's uh, you know it's an extraordinary resource. It's renewable. 
Um, you know, Governor Nome has done a great job out there. I know, Kevin, you filmed with her on our Fox Nation yep. Outdoors series with Johnny Joey Jones, and she's terrific. And, and, and she's been a great ambassador, I think, for wing shooting across South Dakota, the, the industry of the lodges in South Dakota and tourism in general. And, uh, you know, and, and she's, a, she's a hot commodity. She's all over the news, and so she's got a cachet. And I think she, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she grew up in that kind of world of, of wing shooting and a, a bird hunting operation and things like that. So she knows it very well. She's very authentic. Well, her father passed away in an accident, I think in a grain silo. Mm. And then to help pay the death taxes and just keep the family afloat, they opened up the pheasant lodge. Wow. So it was out of necessity that pheasant hunting for her, I mean, it wasn't just a way of life. It was the family business. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. Well, that's, you know, that's a rich story out there for sure. And and they've just done, a, you know, the department out there, the agency has done a great job managing the habitat and the wildlife. and. And uh, so it's a great destination. I mean, South Dakota really is one of my favorite states. I mean, there's so much great hunting out there, the great lodges. I mean, great deer hunting. I mean, I've had great deer hunts in, in yeah. South Dakota, waterfalling, great waterfall hunting out there in addition to the pheasant hunting, and, and wonderful people. I mean, the thing about South Dakota is you, you are instantly welcomed into the state of South Dakota. People are very friendly, and, and it's just a great place to be. And, October, November, and December. Right. You mentioned when I was taping with Joey, you know, we taped two events. One was a Friday, one was a Monday. So we spent the weekend in South Dakota together. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just a wonderful state. Spending time during pheasant season traveling across with, with Joey. Was, uh, well, and it's, you know, it's also a very business-friendly state. You know, the yeah. tax structure is such that it's very attractive for businesses to be located out there. You know, they've got a well-educated population, uh, good infrastructure, things work in South Dakota. Um, you know, they don't have a lot of the issues a lot of other states have and, you know, not a huge population, obviously, but that's, you know, part of its charm. Only issue I had was that the time zone changes in the middle of Pierre, South Dakota. So depending on what side of the river you're on, <laughs> you had to right. double check your phone. That was a little backwards. Well, it's just, you know, make sure you're, you're sober out there, I guess. I well, don't know. <laughs> we were. Well, Chris, it's certainly... Uh, the state bird, it's a way of life out there. Yeah, I can't wait to get back. I mean, it's yeah. one of those annual trips for me. And, and if you love gun dogs, like I love gun dogs, you know, hard to find a better place in South Dakota. And, and you got this vast open prairie and, and uh, or you could, you know, buy into a, a, a package at a lodge and have a fantastic experience. And these are lodges, many of them that are, are, are you know, three-star Michelin kind of rated deals that are right. just extraordinary cuisine and, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot lot to do out there, and and uh, you could spend a lot of time in South Dakota and not see it all. I've heard the airport's kind of a G5 parking lot during that time of year. You know, exactly right. I mean, it's amazing how many people get uh, get drawn into South Dakota for the opener, the first couple of weeks anyway, and, and it's a huge event. I mean, I would equate it to sort of what opening day of duck season is in Stuttgart, Arkansas, and you know, maybe quail season in Albany, Georgia, and Thomasville, Georgia, those kind of places. They're, they're cultural, iconic destinations in times of year in the sporting calendar that really shouldn't be missed. Yeah, Brokaw won't miss opening weekend. He's got some great stories about recording in the field when he was doing Meet the Press. Yeah, yeah, no, he, uh, he would spend a lot of time apparently in South Dakota. He and, and McGuane would do what they called the Motel 6 tour and uh, eat at truck stops, stay at Motel 6s, and just hunt around in various places in South Dakota with old friends, basically. Sure. Yeah. Bunch of boys. 
Why not? Why not? Well, I know what you'll be doing this pheasant season. I know where to find you. Lord willing. Thanks again, Chris. Thanks for joining us this week on Sporting Classics TV. This has been Sporting Classics TV podcast, powered by the Ram 1500, built to serve. Follow Sporting Classics with Chris Dorsey on Instagram and Facebook at Sporting Classics TV.